Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. You're currently listening to the free version of Let Me Talk. If you want longer, ad-free episodes, even earlier, head to lmtpod.com to find out how you subscribe. Let me talk! Let me talk! Let me talk! Hello, welcome to Let Me Talk Details. This is a respite from the weekly whirlwind of top flight football. It's a space to break down the big picture topics and get into the details away from the game-by-game analysis. I'm David Mooney. With me, as ever, is the Athletic City correspondent Sam Lee and the former City defender Nader Manua. You can get involved with Let Me Talk Details as well. We would love to hear from you. Hello at lmtpod.com is the email address if you've got any questions or thoughts about City or football in general. Sam, what are we discussing today? So we've got gambling in football, and we've also got how off-field relationships between players can affect things on the pitch. That's all on the way. Let's get stuck into it. Richard says, footballers and gambling have been in the news a lot over the last year. Did Nadam see gambling as a significant problem in dressing rooms he was in? Does he think gambling links to football is problematic? Footballers feel like prime candidates for addiction. Lots of money, lots of spare time and work in an environment where gambling is marketed at every turn. What more can football authorities do to support players at risk of addiction? So that is a very, very long book of question. Um, and I think from when I was younger... Gambling was a thing, but it was like people playing cards and betting money at the back of a bus. There were people betting on horses, you know, that sort of older school mentality. Because, you know, you remember when you think of like horses and football, you're probably thinking of like Michael Owens yeah. and people like that. Like, Would it be a lot of money? Like, would like. Compared. Uh, it was surely because, like, this is just this. So I'm going to put like the man on the street perception of it. But, like, why, if you were a footballer, why would you have like a tenner on a horse? Yeah. To win, even. It's all relative, yeah. It's all relative. Like some you will find some thrilling numbers, but then sometimes it's not about this singular bet, it's about these whole series of bets mm-hmm. and this whole series. Like where money could get quite big is with some of those card games. And the the money was so high that not everyone could afford to get involved in them. And you you'd hear stories about, say, people going over England and then the money's even higher again. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's not for everyone, but some people are also itching to get in there. But some of the people who are hosting the games, they can afford to lose all that money. Whereas some people just want to be part of that scene. And in you know the group I mean? and yeah. Yeah. So that could start to affect people in a in a in a great way. And then obviously the gambling side of things, gambling and its accessibility, it's increased a lot over the years. So you can sit down because you connect, you can bet on whatever you want. Yeah. You know, it could be third 
rate LTA event in Latvia or something like okay. bang after this year. I don't, of course she's a of course she this woman's gonna win, yeah. Go on. I don't I don't want to make any of us feel old around this table, but when you were starting your career we didn't have smartphones. Well, so yeah, you couldn't you true. couldn't sit you couldn't sit and just drop a bet it was on two, the like two years before I start, I made my debut. In fact it was one year before I made my debut, I got my first colour phone. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I remember the when WAP was, you know, wireless yeah. access protocol <laughs> but, or whatever. But, but, but that, that type, really. yeah, that, <laughs> that type that, of WAP. But the but the um, the, the point is <laughs> that now <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to try and carry on through. <laughs> yeah, go on. But the point is now you can just open up an app and you can stick easy however much money you want on easy a, on whatever. I don't know what we're talking about. Gamble. Oh, the better now. Yeah, 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 yeah easy. Yeah, yeah, relax. You can do it on. You could, it's a lot easier. And I think the element where we say, you know, like Skybet Championship or Skybet this mm. and so on, the gambling side of thing, you can see it's a huge part of what football is. Mm. And it is all that stuff is, is consumer-facing. It's directed at the fans. It's directed at people who want to tune in, who want to try and watch it and so on. And, but not everyone that watches it wants to gamble. But you do know about your all the opportunities, the paddy powers and all this. But for a player perspective, that stuff isn't being given to you. Mm. So is it, it's just out there. It's out. It just exists. It's out there. You're not constantly going on this sky bet day to represent your club or whatever. You know, you're not really being pushed forward from that side of things. Your club might have a gambling sponsor, but you're not the representative of the club for the gambling sponsor where you go and do this and you put bets on X, Y, and Z. But I think as a player, you have time, you have money. And for some people, once they get started, they have the potential for addiction because it can feel so good. And even if it's not going well, the best way to get back to zero is to continue gambling because mm. it's the quickest way. Mm. You know, the quickest way to make money is the quickest way to lose money. But again, it's the quickest way to get back to where you were. So once they start, the system's in play and they go for it. It's tough, but then it's the same as like the every, everyday person on the street. Like some of these players with their gambling issues, they're not gambling to the point where they don't have any money. They're gambling because it's a social thing that they mm. do, you know what I mean, whether it's for them or within a group. That's the same as most people, I imagine, who have gambled at all. Oh, so, you know, even like I used to say to my mum, always bet on me to be first goal scorer. This is what she used to do, do you know when the pools would go around or whatever um, in the stadium? Yeah, yeah. Obviously she lost for like 10 years straight. But, you know, it's a, it's a thing that's just part of the... Sorry, I'm just trying to think, were you ever first goal scorer in a City game? I remember, I, I remember you scoring a couple that was second I, I have goals. been first goal scorer. I have been first goal scorer, yeah. It's West not as many times. West Brom. What yeah. the odds yeah. been on that? 35 plus. It was getting higher and higher and higher, <laughs> mate. I remember being acutely aware of like how, like, if it happened, great. But, you know, but she's bet a pound on it, you know what I mean? It doesn't, doesn't matter. But now, like, what does that mean if I'm saying to my mum, bet on me to be, to be first goal scorer? That sounds like the kind of thing Kieran Trippier got banned for. I mean, it's like, it's different in it because it was like, I'm going to this club, bet on it. Yeah. yeah. It's, could I dictate if, so, because it's me, in fact, let's put it into this current City team now. If Ruben Diaz said to like his partner, go and put money on me to be first goal scorer, it doesn't feel the same as if Haaland says to his partner, go and put money on me to be first goal scorer, does it? Even, <laughs> Get though, they're both on the field, even though they're both on the field at the same time. But anyway, you can't do that now. Can, think, you not, can you not do that? I doubt it. I know, I doubt it, but so I, what? I seriously doubt it. It's that, it's that thing of like, well, some of, some of Tony's bets were a bit old, okay. But some of them were like betting on himself. It, to score one there, and it's like that's, no, that's, obviously, that's, that's obviously almost you can't, beyond you your can't just allow yeah. it. But like, well, you if, can, you, if you're literally if you're backing yourself to score, like, but fair then enough. you can say that. But I suppose if you're trying to shoot rather than exactly, take the better option, also, which is a pass. I suppose. Say for example, if he's penalty taker and he knows he's penalty taker, then his chances of scoring are a bit higher than someone else's as well as his position. Mm. Because if that opportunity comes where, like, mm. you know, essentially you have this idea of eight percent success rate or something, and you're the person that steps up to take it, that's you 
being favoured, isn't it? Uh, obviously, people externally have that knowledge already. Well, you, they think they have the knowledge because realistically, but, but occasionally the penalty taker is not who you think it is or things. Well, like the, the issue yeah. is bookings, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because well, like nobody, nobody knows. You, you can put your money on like a central midfielder or somebody in particular, like Pepe, let's say, to be like, well, he's high risk of getting booked. But if, but if you're the winger going out there trying to get booked, yeah, then. They don't know that, but you do, and then that's that's the issue. I with suppose that. if what would you do if you were in a team with on. somebody who was doing that, or Too like was putting money on themselves, or telling their family to put money on them, getting booked, you, and they you'd were firstly, getting booked? You'd firstly never know. No, I know, but like if you and you found you out, then you again, as is the case in most things in life, it depends who it is. Hmm. You know what I mean? Okay. Like there are certain people where you can address it head on and say, "Nah, don't do that." There are other people where they might be more senior than you. And you can say nothing, and like, because you've got no leverage within the team. And then other people who you couldn't throw them under the bus quick enough, like, you couldn't do it quick enough. Like, uh, sorry, hello, um, FA, there's a guy that's uh, doing something, you know? So, again, it, it depends. And it's, it's not great. If someone's mind is in a position whereby there's something more important than just the game itself, then you've got a problem. You've got a big problem. And I think for some of these guys, they are addicted, but you can't be addicted to something that you never start. And what I would say is that most players don't have a gambling problem. Most no, of don't. course. You know what I mean? Most people don't gamble at all. So when you start seeing pe- some people who do gamble, then you go further down, some people that have been gambling on their own stuff. Oh, that's that's very, very deep into the rabbit hole. Do you see it as a as almost like a slippery slope? You start gambling on one thing and then you end up Not in this position? Or is it just a case of like some people are more more susceptible to addiction than others and they're the ones that end up in the position where mm. they're where they're gambling I would say on themselves? That. I would I would say that. I think the opportunities that you have to gamble, like, don't get me wrong, some companies will target you. You know, there's some of the guys who are desperate to go to casinos all the time. You know, they're searching for that rush. And, you know, you could have a guy in there that's earning I don't know, £200,000 a week. You'd have a guy that's working zero hours or something. They both have the same addiction within them, but just different levels of income to be able to spend on it. And you hope that neither of them spend too much, but it can be very easy to spend too much. Yeah. You know, but for guys, especially within football, you know the next payday is usually four weeks away, tops. But for some, I think John Arnorisa was one, did not declare himself bankrupt during his career. That's how bad some of his debts were. And I think there are lots of players who not sorry no no there are some players who get to that level, mm. but you can usually just have a refresher because you know the money you get in the next month, whether it's fifty thousand total or five hundred thousand total, like you can tend to clear that. But I think it's not to say it's a problem. I think the authorities they could help, but not everyone needs help. So, so is it a good al- good allocation of resources? Let's. I mean, there are calls for gambling companies to not be allowed to advertise in football. Would that change anything from your point of view? I think it would change something for a lot of people. Better for kids, I reckon. Yeah, it's, but well, better, that's, better that, from that, your is, perspective. Is that more from the yeah, audience? No, that's, that's, I mean, that's from his perspective, my perspective. Because yeah. yeah, yeah, I yeah, don't, yeah. I don't gamble. I was, I was adding that for the listeners. From well, our perspective is. We're not footballers. Yeah. So I don't well, have any kind from, of benefit like, of that for, from the for audience. Us. Yeah, from from the audience who is seeing the gambling ads. Obviously, they they are not. It's it's not as as immediate in their mind to be able to go. Well, and what do I it. think, but it's I'm like, just thinking from a player's point of view. If if you're not that engaged with the advertising anyway, hmm. like like when people call for for gambling ads to not be in football, that is for fans, isn't it? It's, it's yeah, not. Fans, it's yeah. not for players. It's for fans, and I think going what we can say, Sam. No, it's just um, it's like. You mentioned, you know, there's no set days where a player's got to go from a club mm. to go and do like a, a charity, um, 
a charity, like a gambling-sponsored thing or whatever. But like, let's say they're given a Man of the Match award and it's got Skybet written all over it. But like, they might have like 10 of them on their shelf at home. But unless they're inclined to bet anyway, mm. it doesn't matter. You could have Skybet on a on an advertising yeah. hoarding across the road from your house. If you're not going to do it, you're not going to do it. Yeah. And it's kind of like that. I, this is the thing. So everyone, a lot of people like hate gambling and advertising in football and that kind of thing. Clive Tilty said that was one of the reasons he stopped doing talk sport because he didn't want to push it. And I get maybe not wanting to push it, but I do have a, I do have a thing with gambling. Where I don't, I'm not actually allowed to do it since the New York Times took over the Athletic anyway. It's actually like, you, you can't bet on football, I suppose, because of like insider knowledge, if only, if only they knew. <laughs> but I, my thing with it is there's always got to be a level of like personal responsibility. Mm. Now, obviously, if you are an addict, then mm. you are an addict. But it's the same kind of thing with... With, with anything you can get addicted to. But I do feel like you can't just blame them entirely. There's got to be an element of it. And talks about, when I'm linking this back to good for kids growing up, it's like they see it and they think, well, this is normal behavior. Mm. I will bet on someone to, mm. you know, they'll flash up the odds and it's all like, oh, 14 to one, that sounds good. It's like, well, it isn't, it isn't good. But that's where we kind of, you need the the other element of the parents or whatever to be like, yes. you don't, you don't, this isn't normal. This isn't what everyone does. Yeah. Or even if it is, like, you can quite healthily have a five pound accumulator every weekend. Yeah, and it'd still be fine. Like, yeah. there's no issue. I, I don't do. I, I wouldn't anyway, even if I could, because you know they never win. Do they? Yeah, <laughs> they, they never. <laughs> think, they never think, come in. I think, as is the case with most things in life, it's like it's about education on mm. said topic to understand what you're really signing up for. Because there could be plenty of adults, as you said, who put on a five pound accumulator or something, and that's just like tradition. And they're not losing beyond their means, yeah, yeah. and it's not something it's that they the have budget, to do. Like, yeah, okay, exactly. Well. You know, you could say in theory it's like playing a lottery, or whatever. So, education, the education from the right people around you. It's like alcohol, isn't it? Like, yeah, yeah. People, people can drink, or people can like have a serious problem by itself. It's not the issue. Some of the people that can get lost within it, and it's the ease and accessibility, as is the case with a lot of things. And I think as well, you mentioned the. Advertising. If a player is sitting at home and a game comes on, it said the odds of this team making a comeback are like a hundred to one. What does that mean to the player that can't bet on football anyway? Mm. You know what I mean? Like, if it was saying, "Here are the odds for this other sport where you can definitely win money and something like that," then that feels like more of a targeting element. But I don't think players are getting targeted like that as such. Maybe for some of the casino stuff, I think that's what's going on with Zaniolo. I think he he was like online casinos and things like that. I get that. But again, they're just human beings who are caught up in the same system as everybody else, but they have more money available. So is that not is that not allowed with the football rules to be like betting on casinos? Though? No, it was with Zaniolo, apparently, apparently, this is all alleged or whatever. So he was playing in Turkey and he was going on online casino there, which was valid in Turkey. And then when he went back to Italy, I believe it was, he right. stayed on the same online casino, which hadn't been sanctioned in Italy. So that's his issue because he was going to this unsanctioned whatever casino. But it's the same, you know, that's why he'll get off. That's why he's still playing. Whereas for the other guys, like to be betting on football is nuts because you know from minute one you can't the, bet on football. Yeah. There are no examples of people around you who are betting on football openly. No one's saying you can do it. The club will make sure to tell you that you can't do it. The league will make sure you, you know that you can't do it. Like I said, consider how easy everything else is in the in the world to access and do. You try and walk into a bookmaker's and say, "I'm going to put a bet on football." Or someone who plays for a football team, but like, nah, I mean, can I give you a perspective? Would you? This this is like seems obvious to me, and maybe some of the listeners, but for you, maybe not. I get it if, like, let's say your talent family member, so they can make a few quid. But like, again, maybe it's just the addiction element of it. But at what point 
if you're a footballer and you let's say you even put five grand on and you win, I don't know. I, I suppose now you, it's difficult. Because I'm going to say trader. if you get fifty, yeah. fifty stuff. No, no, no. But I mean, like, what? Not that. I mean, what amount of money is worth it? Into, oh, you mean for to you? win? Like, if if whether you're back in yourself to do something to get booked or whatever like how much are you putting on for that actually to be worth it that you're not already earning like say this is our or my yeah. perspective obviously from a footballer and this is like no I, I might earn more than other people and obviously less than others but like there'd be an amount of money that I think well that, that's worth winning or or maybe I'd, there'd be an amount of money that I'd go oh, I don't mind losing that which would be more to other people okay. because obviously it's, it's perspective isn't it but you saying. know what I mean like what amount of money is worth it to is, a footballer to win when you're earning is there such a let's thing let's say 70, 80 grand but a week anyway yeah I'll, but is there is there too much money is there such a thing as too much money and it no goes such up thing is too much money. Like yeah. if, I, if I started earning another 40 grand a year I would still want to do There's opportunities no of things I'm getting paid exactly that's the thing but is it about the money well, that's is what I mean. It if it goes down thrill? to an addiction thing, because, or a thrill, maybe. Because, because this is... The, is, it, is there a thrilling fragment of getting yourself booked on purpose? There's, some, there's something about winning money and having an ease to win money. Like, winning anything can be, mm. like, you know, captivating for so many people. Because I, I look at it, so I don't gamble on football, and the reason, one of the reasons I don't gamble on football is that, I mean, you look at the odds for things, they I, they just don't seem worth it to me. There's, there's no... City's odds on winning the treble last year were, like, 15 re- games to go yeah. or something. It was, like, really, like... Mm. Like, obviously, they did in the end, so fair enough. But it was like, they've got to win so many of these games. Yeah, and it's, and it's you're, like... you're saying, I'll win 150 quid if I put on, like, a tenner. Yeah, it's, 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 this it's is just a it just doesn't seem worth it. But, yeah, but I, I have been in casinos, and I have been in a position where I play card games, I play the tables at casinos, and I know I could get addicted to that because it's the thrill of putting money down and waiting to see if you win on a random spin of the ball or something like that. Mm. So it's not about the amount that you're gambling sometimes. It's about yeah, the it's about it, the yeah. thrill of, of finding out if you're going to win. Because I, I know I know if I stick down you know, 50p on the roulette table on one of the numbers that I'm not going to win big from it. Yeah. But I also know that if I win, it feels great. Mm. What I would say as well, um, and it's not to say that people do do this, and I think the point you make... It's like it's like half there. Some people are doing it for money, some people aren't. But some of the people who might be doing it for money might be lower down in the football pyramid than you mm-hmm. think. Yeah, yeah, of you know what I mean. Oh yeah, I get, I like, get that. Like, with, I was going to say, if somebody puts on five grand to win fifty, it's like, hold on a minute, fifty grand is still like. But even not even, even if it's half a week's wages, not half a week's that, wages in not, five. Not even that. Not even if it was half a week. Even if you could just make ten percent on mm, your wage, yeah, because yeah, yeah. a lot of people further down are doing the same thing as people up up top, but like for nothing. You know mm. what I mean? And in terms of this is this has come back to me now. I remember being at QPR, so this was anytime between 2012 and uh, 18, and learning that one of the best things for people to bet on was the National League towards the end of the season because people knew who were down in tools and who, who weren't. Right. I can't remember who told me that, but I remember hearing that, which means that at that time, that maybe it was legal to be gambling on football or whatever. That, that you're not involved in. Yeah, like this is... A thing and people know the best places. So there was a there was a period where you could bet on football overseas. Is that right? But that's in like I think what, so. I think so. Ago, that right? that rings a bell and maybe at some point within well. my career. So you could I think you could bet on stuff outside of your league is how I remember it. And I could be wrong. Okay. And I'm sure there'll be some fact checker somewhere that yeah. would like to go and look into it. But I think a lot of the gambling 
laws and stuff have changed a lot over the last 20 years, you know. Because even going back, you know, you're thinking about the ideas of like, you know, some of that spot fiction, first corner, first throw in. So people just boot the ball out for throw ins, yeah. you know. Like, you're not thinking about that, thinking about 30, 40 years ago, are you? Mm. I think some of this has got some, it's got some faces to it, which are around the year 2000 and beyond. So yeah, it, um, this yeah, stuff. Just thinking of all those teams that had kickoff routines where they would knock it back and boot it out of play at the other exactly. end. Exactly. Even some of the, possibly some of the yellow cards and stuff, but within that, they were. Some of it was like not championed as such, but people knew. Ah, it's what she's won. That's what, tell you what it was when things changed a little bit. Do you remember when they changed the rules for the coin toss? Where if you won the toss, you didn't have kickoff. Do you remember that? I don't remember this. No, because from when I was first playing, if you won the toss, it used to be heads or they, they, they no, toss it and then you choose. You choose whether you wanted kickoff kick or, or not. Change it or which yeah, end? Exactly. But now, well, because of some of the gambling stuff that existed, because if you won the kickoff, if you won the toss, you take kickoff, ball go out of play straight away. That's the bet that the, the first throw in happens within the first five seconds. Right, because I did think the other day that it was it was a I can't remember where it was it was a penalty shootout, but I remember watching the referee toss the coin for who would go first, mm. and then toss the coin for which, which end, end it would yeah. be taken at. And I remember thinking, I always thought if you lost the toss about whether you went first or second, you would get the choice of ends. And yeah. it, it just because I remember one team won to go first, and yeah. then also got the kicks at their at their fans that, that 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 is the thing but as i say there was a point when the rules changed with the coin toss and that would have come off some of the previous spot fixing type mm. things not not spot fixing spot betting that would have existed beforehand because like winning the coin toss you had the kickoff you had it you know whereas now it's like someone look into that someone has to fact check that but i'm pretty sure the coin toss rule changed and it would have been because of gambling because as i say if someone won a coin coin toss five seconds in Balls out of play. You can't get excited for a game. Here we go. Someone steps up, big diagonal ball to no one in mm. particular. Oh, it's out. Throw in. Right. Here we go. Happy day. Someone's buzzing now on the field, waving the shirt up in the air. Although the long ball led to uh, Gundogan scoring after 13 seconds in the cup final. So. No, yeah. listen, I said, I said, <laughs> I don't think Edison play. was, I don't think Edison had five grand on City getting the first throw in within 12 seconds. I'll take it, yeah. Yeah. What if he had City first goal within the first 15 seconds? Oh, can you imagine? <laughs> what a great moment that was. Looking back, I was walking to my seat and I was standing in front of loads of like United punditry type teams. Couldn't believe that. This was going nuts. Yeah. Like, yo, this is it. Let's go. We'll be back in a few minutes after an ad break. Speak to you shortly. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Planning for your next trip? 
Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Let Me Talk is sponsored by you, the listeners. The best way to support the podcast is by subscribing via Memberful. You can pay as little as £2 per month, which gives you early access to all our podcasts ad-free, and they're packed with even more content. That gives you even more minutes of us to fill up your week. Subscribing is really easy and the longer episodes will integrate seamlessly with your podcast app of choice, be it Spotify or Apple. Head over to lmtpod.com for more information on signing up and links to all of our socials. Josh said, did Nadem ever see off-pitch relationships affect on-pitch performances between teammates? Uh, With teammates 100 percent like even myself there are certain people i would rather play against them in training than play with them mm. and if you play against them you can give them like the business you know what i mean <laughs> whereas if you're playing with them you know, oh sorry i've left my foot in there <laughs> <laughs> so, do you know what? for me personally if if it i didn't have many people or adversaries as such within teams where it was like physically violent but like i hated them so I'd always made sure I did everything to guarantee they'd lose in a game or something. Like, everything. Like, I try hard anyway. I enter, like, flipping World Cup final mode. State. The whole universe is, like, based around the result of this game type mode. And you I know told, what? I'm not surprised by that. I used to have that at a very different level, obviously. Yeah. But you can, you know, it's not, is it petty? Uh, it's a bit petty, but it's, like, deeply motivated, yeah. Um, but if they're a dickhead? Yeah, they, then they deserve it, you know what I mean? Because if they're on my team, it's awkward because I'm still going to try. But I like the feeling of winning a game with people that you like, mm. you know, and either like or respect so they work hard together. Even, like, giving out instructions to people you like is different to, like, saying to this person you hate, oh, man, on, oh, they do something good. I'm quite positive, so yeah. someone does well, something good. Well done. Yeah, you, <laughs> both of you have played with me, played against me. You've heard my chatter. If someone does something good, it's like, yeah, yeah, I'm encouraging, mm. trying to find out a little bit more. If it's someone I don't want to speak to, it's agony because I'll be a lot quieter. I just accept. If they do something good, say no more. Just it's really quiet when I, when I played with them. I don't know if, that's, <laughs> I, I don't know if that what it says about me. Uh, but, yeah. yeah, I think that, that, that does affect. Didn't do anything good, mate. <laughs> That does, I'm always encouraging, but that does, uh, it does affect it, especially from my standpoint, and I think for others as well. Not everyone can be in a position where they want to take it on board like me, like I'll go to war, it's fine, whatever. But then when it's, when Saturday comes, you just play, you know, you go out there, you want to play, you'll all be together before the game, you know, do all the high fives and all that. When there's someone in that group you don't like, it's horrible going through that feeling of, oh yeah, come on, all the best. Like, I hate you so much right now. But, doesn't necessarily affect the way you play the game because you've got other issues going on. Where I think it's a bigger issue is when things aren't going well and there's this person you don't like that's now like saying or doing something mm-hmm. which is disruptive because then how do you address that? You know, If you would address something differently with one person compared to another, then it's pretty much affecting the way that you're playing. So it's not great. Um, I just assumed, I, I mean, I assumed the question was kind of getting at, well, you're in, but I'm not going to play you in sort of thing no no no, no. well for me and defender wise no because you have to do it together mm. you know what I mean no matter how good you are individually if, if like 
you can't you can't sabotage that because it's done. Whereas attackers, I can't speak for them. You know, maybe they could. Maybe they'll take the shot instead of passing it because I've seen. There was one of my old teammates, though, I think he wasn't having someone, so he wouldn't pass to them. Mm. Um, I, I speak about him a lot, but yeah, I think there'll be one or two people where if he's not having someone, because he was in an important part of the field, the centre of the field. Um, <laughs> the middle of the middle of the field. <laughs> if he didn't like someone or wasn't having someone, he would not pass to them. But he would pass it to somebody else, if you know what I mean. So... Um, yeah, that bit's not great, but that's not like a personal thing. That's just not like a, you know, I don't like you as a human being because he doesn't rate them. I don't rate you as a player. Yeah. I mean, it's not good, but it is a No, it's, it's not good, but it might not be as obvious as you think, except to people that know that there's beef there or the person that's not receiving the ball. But that person that's not receiving the ball is very unlikely to be causing like a big fuss about something, so you can kind of get away with it. But I don't think it hurts the team overall, but it just lowers your ceiling a little mm. bit. Because if you have people who are in harmony, who respect each other, understand each other, and so on, I think you can have, you know, some really great moments and um, play some really good football as well. Where it's just the right pass is the right pass it doesn't have to be the right person receiving the pass. You know, obviously it can affect stuff. It's, it's the best scenario you can be in is whereby you're, you're close with the people that you play with and you're playing well and you're enjoying playing with each other. The other side is when you turn up and it's just work. Mm. And, you know, you do well, you do badly, whatever, but everyone's just driven to be successful. And, you know, you do need a team atmosphere, but you need driven individuals as well. Sometimes that means that you don't have necessarily some of the connection that you would do with others. But a slight spin zone. You ready for this, yeah? And this came um, from when I was speaking with Steph Horton um, at a match day live thing for City, yeah? And I was talking about how I, I play five-a-side, seven-sides or whatever. And she said, oh, she'd like to play one day. And I said to her, Okay, because we're friends, and obviously she's like, class. I said, do you want to play with me or against me? Yeah? What would you guys rather do and why? Would you rather play Fuck with me or against me? Obviously. No, why? But why is it obvious? What? Why is it obvious? Because you're like significantly better. <laughs> no, but, why, no, but why, is, why is that obvious? Because, why is that good? What be, do you mean? Because in that game oh, that, we, that we all played, the moment you said about defending throw-ins, we're like, we've never been taught how to defend about. a throw-in. Okay, so this is... Do you mean? Do you mean like? But why? Because do you want? Do you want a challenge, or do you want it to be easy? exactly? Well, do you do you want to just? Is the only thing that matters to you winning, or do you like a challenge? Because then this sort of dictates how you perceive football and other things. But okay, yeah, I get that. But at the same time, like, it's such a massive difference. It's not a challenge. It's, 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 it's not a challenge. It's like it's. Well, yeah. it's not. It's not one v. It's not one v one. Like it's in the team setting. Like mate, your I, team. Mate, I, I don't know enough people that are that are good at football <laughs> that that we could take on a team of your mates. I, I think. <laughs> I think if you if, if you assume that I was going to be the best player in whatever team I had, I like the idea that somebody would want to play against us because when you're done, you can have a sense of achievement that you've won, lost, or drawn, but you've been tested. Okay, so my my aspect of it. Then. So that was like me before when I went off with my shoulder. We were beating your team. So yeah, all right, we'll play against you. Yeah, carry on, mate. Yeah, carry on. Go for it. So from from my that'll pro- happen next time. My sh- that shoulder's coming out again. Uh, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. A, I'll play up front next You're time. You're doing the Sergio Ramos. Yeah. No, that, that, <laughs> sho- that shoulder's down. coming out. Come what, mate? <laughs> um, from my point of view, then in that case, yeah, I like a challenge, but I don't like futility. Yeah, that's the di- that's the difference. I don't want to. I don't want to go into game going. Well, I'm going to get absolutely battered today. So that's like, that, that's a difference then in terms of pro versus amateur mentality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Definitely. Yeah, and that that's something because, which I'm but, just noticing myself now. But at, at the same time, like as an amateur, like I get it, I understand that because like I'm I'm playing for fun. 
Yeah. It's like, and I, I get the people who are playing professionally are, they're also having a lot of fun with it. But you're you're trying to be the best at, at sort of thing. Every, like, everybody who's playing in the Premier League is a good player. Mm. It's like people people sit in the stands going, well, I could do that job. It's like, mate, you really could. No. You, you, are, you are so far behind that. Yeah. But I, like when we're all on a five-a-side pitch, it's like, yeah, we are all, we're all on a, of an even level. So like, let's have an even game. Let's make, even it, then, let's make it fun. But even then, like, I've, I, I don't play with you. I haven't played with you for, for, for years, ages. Yeah. And even how many times? Like five. Yeah. Max. But like, even in some of them, you're playing against teams and they're fucking significantly better. And yeah. you saying, I'm not having this. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's just... It's not, but, but, nothing when, worse. but when the challenge is good, and it, like we might we might lose a narrow game or we might win a narrow game, a good challenge is good fun. Oh yeah. yeah. But getting absolutely battered. Because are you talking about playing against? Are we, are we, for this example, for us, are you talking about let's say that City media game where, mm. to be fair, that first team that we played against for City was much better than us. Yeah. The second one, not not really. Not. But you were in it. Or do you mean playing against like you and Steve Nyland and Jeremy Escott? No, not fuck, that. Not that. Imagine. That's, but that's, for Steph, it would yeah. be. Yeah, if if Steph could get a team together and I could get a team together, and that'd be that'd be a good challenge. Yeah, because the the way that I see it, if Steph came onto my team, it'd make my job easier. But when I go out, I like to be challenged, mm-hmm. so I'd like to play against her team to see how she plays and how good she is and the impact oh, come, she can have. Come and play with us most weeks. You'll have more of a challenge then. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, say, when we've played in five-a-side, seven-a-sides and whatever, I'd rather play a game against a tougher team than an easier one. Well, you've got that luxury. What do you mean? Well, I suppose, no, because like, I suppose it is relative again. Exactly, isn't it? They're yeah. still tougher than you then. But, like, yeah, but you said when you've played with those guys, but, the yeah, but the tougher team for us... But there could be it's still, yeah, but yeah, not, it's, no, it's nothing. It's not necessarily anything for me, but it's still tougher for us as a collective. Yeah, you know what I mean. Oh yeah, yeah. There's more of a sense of achievement. Like when we beat that city media, I had no like I had no expectation. I mm. like haggle the ref down to sixty minutes just to kind of get it over <laughs> done with quicker. I had no expectation that we were going to win that. It was so, and then yeah, but and then I I remember one night I came away from you know playing at, at Gorton. And it was against the classic dickhead team. Mm. They were good and they were dickheads as well. But we beat them. And I was, I remember ringing you like, because I think we'd had a, we'd had a yeah. conversation recently, like you'd that satisfaction of beating. But I think it was like, because you said like how good it is to, to play a team like that but beat them. But I was like, my issue is, I play a team against, I play a team like that and we're losing. Whoever my team is, mm. whether it's the one we've played in or any team, historically, we're, we're probably losing that game. So that the one occasion when we did beat those guys, it was when they, you know, because obviously you can do this, but you know when you got a kick in, they just stand like an, an inch it? away. We fucking like I know you like you're allowed to do it, but it just like pissed me off. So I booted it straight at the lad's shin, <laughs> and it ended up being like a through ball, and you had to save it. Uh, but I was just so I was just like so pissed off. They were just like, just such like dickhead behaviour the whole thing. But like to be able to beat them afterwards is like so much better than you know you beat a team of rubbish like six 0 Obviously, that's a brilliant point because now I've gone all the way back round and it's talking about relationships with people it. on your team. No, okay. <laughs> relationships with people on your team. That's why I preferred playing against people in training that I didn't like as mm. opposed to playing with them. Because then you have that extra sense of motivation yeah, yeah, yeah. and stuff. So when you said about World Cup final mode, when we were at school, we used to have it used to be like must have been sixth form, so like year, what would that have been? Year, if it was like year twelve or year 13, 12, 13, 13 yeah. we never called it that, but it, we had like double it was like PE or something on Monday mornings. But it wasn't it was basically you could just do what you wanted. And so we went out on the AstroTurf and played football, but it was like my mates against like a group of other lads. We were kind of mates, but like they were also kind of dickheads. 
And I remember, like, I was like in like full on, like this is this is like very important. Like I was playing, I'd like play on a Sunday, and then like go and play this game on the Monday. And I remember one of the lads on the other team because I was like celebrating a goal. He was, oh yeah, World Cup final. I was like, yeah, fucking is mate. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like this matters. Like I really, I genuinely do care about this. Like it, it is. That is the best. Yeah, to be too. Like, win it, well, like winning a, a game at all costs is amazing. But like, I'm even thinking of like World Cup level. You know, when there was that so much like aggro between Argentina and Holland. Like, imagine beating Holland, having considered two goals in extra time, in injury time, and then on penalties anyway. But then having that extra that the extra thing that they obviously felt about Holland bubbling away. Like, imagine the satisfaction of that. Mm. Like, unbelievable. Like, that's the ultimate victory, isn't it? Like, against a team that you don't actually like. That's the end of this free version of Let Me Talk Details. If you want to ask us a question or send us a voice note, then on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok, you can just search for LMT Pod, or you can send us an email as well, hello at lmtpod.com. If you want longer ad-free episodes, then they are for members. Sam, what's for members on this one? Yeah, so we're looking at red cards, uh, the reactions to them within the dressing room, and Nadim's got a couple of stories about him unnecessarily causing red cards or unnecessarily being sent off. Yeah, so if you want that, lmtpod.com is the place to sign up. Let me talk! Let me talk! Let me talk!